0: We're here live on site at Serious Decisions with Megan Eisenberg, the Chief Marketing Officer at MongoDB. Hello, Megan. Hi. Thank you for joining me. Happy to be here. I want to start off today uh, with a topic I think that hopefully should be somewhat near and dear to a CMO's heart, and that's sort of the idea of measuring your revenue, measuring your your marketing. What are the KPIs, I guess, that you use and that you think uh, most folks should look to?
1: Sure. You know, I always know the challenges every CEO and every company wants one metric for marketing, <laughs> and it's when you think about all the diverse things we do, it's almost impossible. But if I had to narrow it down to a few, um, if I could, if I only had to give one, I would say tie yourself to revenue. Mm-hmm. If I uh, could give a second one, it would be marketing source of revenue. So what do you generate and source uh, for sales? Uh, how we are measured from the CEO is our number of sales accepted leads. So mm-hmm. we follow the Serious Decisions methodology. Uh, I think most companies and most CMOs are nervous to do anything beyond MQLs because typically that's when it leaves the marketing's hands, Uh, and and if you're not managing the qualification team or the SDRs, you feel lack of control. But I would um, I definitely recommend doing the SAL route because the whole success of marketing and your, your business is the partnership between marketing and sales. And that handoff is so critical and crucial that marketing shouldn't leave at the handoff. They should really be with sales all the way through the deal and after close, keeping those advocates going. So I would recommend the SAL and then always, of course, sourcing and the opportunities.
0: How long do you think revenue has sort of, has that always been the KPI for marketers? I feel like, you know, there's sort of been, I guess in the past, I've sort of seen almost the transformation from leads, 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 to there's sort of been this slow, gradual, as more and more sales and marketing integration has come about to focus more and more on revenue. And I guess, too, I mean, it might be a part of the technology, too, because I guess you wouldn't have necessarily been able to measure something like that in Salesforce or whatever it was, you know. 30 years ago or however long you want to go yes. back. How, how new, though, is sort of this idea of revenue, uh, at least in your mind?
1: Uh, you know, we certainly used it at DocuSign. So, I mean, it's been around the last four or five years for sure. I'm mm-hmm. sure others who had more sophisticated systems had it before, but you're right. It's It was, I think the, trouble before is you didn't have all these different technologies to help you figure that out. You know, now we have great methodologies like Serious Decisions. We've got, you know, I've got the Eloqua with Salesforce. I've got Hive 9 looking at this <laughs> stuff. We've got Full Circle CRM yeah. that even gives us more information. So we definitely don't have a lack of, of technology. So then it's just agreeing to the definitions and the models that you're going to use with sales. because. The worst thing is if marketing says this is the number and then sales comes and says this is the number. So you have to build your model together, your definitions, and agree on it. And uh, I'm very fortunate I work with a really strong CRO, uh, Chief Revenue Officer, and um, we're very aligned around that model, building that out. I think a lot of our success in the past year has been the partnership and the handoff. And it was uh, this past quarter when we had our board meeting, it was great because uh, Carlos and I actually stood up together and presented the model, the handoff, the sourcing, and the data, and we're fully aligned. And I think that boards should... Want that and see that where marketing and sales are really getting along and figuring it out.
0: Yeah, that's a powerful image, especially you know to be presenting to folks sort of together on stage. Yes. Um, What does that sort of sales and marketing alignment look like for you guys at MongoDB? I mean, is that like a a weekly conversation? Is it you know a quarterly sort of review? Uh, How often are you guys sort of communicating about maybe the account list or folks that you're sort of looking to go after?
1: Yeah, so it's probably two two days a week. I would say you know, um, and it's all different levels of our orgs that Mm -hmm. are communicating. So our demand gen team interfaces with them probably daily with mm-hmm. our SDA SDR qualification team. Uh, we attend the sales calls. Uh, we, c- we send out a, a weekly you know, kind of update. We call it above the fold or mm-hmm. what I would say is a sales flash. All the things we're doing to help them build pipeline and things they can use when they're building their pipeline. Um, we are, you know, the quarterly business reviews, we're attending all of those. I meet regularly with our CRO. So that partnership and, and that, that is I would really it's all the time and it's I say successful relationships are habitual communication, you know, transparency and results and building the models together. So those three things are what allows us to align. And as soon as you drop one of mm-hmm. them, you're in trouble, yep. like any relationship, you yeah. st- stop communicating. You know, <laughs> you have trouble if you're not transparent, you, you know, you you lose the trust. And so um, it's on a regular basis.
0: Absolutely. And uh, above the fold, I mean, that's a really cool idea. I want to sort of dive into that just a sure. little bit. Um, h- how did that sort of idea come about? Out, who sort of manages that uh, is that something that every company should have? I mean I can sort of see that being implemented internally a technology advice, but it, it seems like a great idea where yes. where did that sort of come from?
1: So I actually first learned about it when I was at Postini I, huh. I worked with a woman Tracy Eiler who now is the CMO of inside view Okay, and she had this concept of a sales flash and mm. uh, I think it was every other week or every three weeks so every company after that I brought it you know, I brought it with me because I found it was such a great tool. Uh, And so we used it at ArcSight at DocuSign. And when I actually came to MongoDB, they had something called Above the Fold. So Mm. hence we changed it. And that, you know, before that was run either by corporate marketing or by a demand gen. Mm -hmm. And here it was run by um, our product marketing team.
0: But it wasn't as
1: regular. You know maybe it was once a month or something and mm-hmm. so we made it very regular we made it every friday and um partner very closely with all the teams in marketing it's part of our integration and in that we get the content and and concepts and messaging from product marketing we get you know the events from field we get the metrics from system and ops we get social and digital from that team mm-hmm. and so we have one person in demand that aggregates all of that um and we have a content count cal- you know content yeah, yeah. folder and then every Friday, it goes for approval Thursdays, <laughs> of course, and then every Friday it goes out. goes out Friday, And okay. then they use, the sales team uses that to build their um, pipeline uh, list and target accounts that they're gonna go after, and we, uh, Carlos has this concept of PG Tuesday, which huh. is the, the, the most amazing thing I've seen. Every Tuesday, all everyone in sales, Is Building pipeline and following this methodology and and having these lists is very effective. It's more It's the most effective thing. I've seen at any company Tuesday. Yes. So so interesting. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty cool
0: That's really cool. So I think uh, this transitions perfectly into sort of, you know, where we're going as an industry. I think it sounds like you guys sort of have this amazing sort of structure built out uh, from not only a marketing perspective, a sales perspective and, a yes. you know, overall revenue perspective. But what, Megan, are you sort of looking to to change, I guess, over the next few years as technology advances and as you know methodologies like serious decisions, you know, are built out and further uh, enhanced, what in B two B demand gen are you sort of looking to and excited for uh, over the next couple of years?
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, we've done a lot of work putting the foundation in, putting the technology in, doing a lot of work on our web properties, doing a lot of work on the marketing and sales partnership. So I, I think moving forward, things we're working on is internationalization. Mm-hmm. Say so we're a worldwide company yeah, uh, and that that really personalizing that customer experience. So focusing a lot about how you come in, who you are. We have different people on, on buying committees. We sell to enterprise, but we also sell to enter, um SMB, and we have an e-commerce product.
0: It's wow. so a very different go-to-market,
1: <laughs> and everyone wants a very, it's a very different experience for yeah. each of those, when you don't use a sales team, when you have a sales team on the phone, and then you've got um, in the field. And so just a lot of work figuring out those experiences, figuring out the path when you come in, if you come in on one of our kind of low end products, or even if you come in on open source, Hmm. and not even the e-commerce product, and then as your company grows, you grow with our solutions, what's that natural messaging and transition look like? So a lot of work going into that, and uh, continue to grow uh, adoption.
0: So many different buckets you guys must have your hands in that that's how do you sort of manage those? I mean, is there a place that you go to like look for industry advice or like I guess serious decisions? Huh? Yes, but yeah,
1: serious decisions is a big one You know, we look we try to look to leaders and in, in the different like who's a leader in e-commerce mm-hmm. who's a leader in open source who's a leader in um, you know, and learn from their experiences and then um you know, we do attend a lot of these conferences, and I think the, the bigger thing is just t- networking. I try and have all my leaders mm. and, and even team members meet others that have their same role at a different company mm. and exchange ideas, what's working, what's not, what technology are you seeing that's out there. So I think that having your own network, I have a, a network of CMOs and VPs of marketing mm. that I'm talking to all the time, trying to see what they're doing, what they see, and coming here, just talking to the vendors yeah. and learning about the new technology that's coming out. I mean, there's some crazy stuff out there, just the predictability side of things, you know, getting better and better about honing in on who you should be talking to. And also, it's nice because you don't want to get all the spam. If it's not relevant for me, I'd like you to get smarter yeah. about marketing, so I don't get your stuff. And I only get the stuff that's you know based on my intent and what I'm doing I want to buy.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's you know another perfect segue here into the idea of intelligent growth. that's sort of the theme of Serious Decisions, I guess the theme of the conference. Uh, how does that sort of notion of growing intelligently frame how you guys sort of look at demand generation and marketing overall?
1: Yeah, well, certainly we're trying to get smarter about when you come in, what what we're going to sell to you and who you should be talking to, or if, if we shouldn't be talking to you. And so part of intelligent growth is one, understanding who's coming in, getting the right append information, um, learning as much about you as we can to you know better message to you, and, and we've found even with our nurture, we have 23 nurture programs that wow. we put together in the last year. Wow! Um, and it's it's based on your title and your role. It's based on your industry. It's based on your revenue size, and then some of the things you've done on our web properties hmm. to understand intent and some outside you know, information being appended. And we have definitely seen an increase in um, the, our pipeline based on us getting you warmed up before you even talk to sales mm. and having the right information. And we've seen a decrease in our sales cycle. So it's, you know, it's an impressive, it's a yeah, great it's way a win-win. to win-win. Yes, yeah. yeah. And you know, people are always nervous about nurture programs if they hand a lead off to sales. Well, aren't, isn't sales gonna be emailing them at the same time? they look so dramatically different that being educated by a company that's not, you know, in your face, but teaching me about, you know, analyst reports like Gartner and Forrester or or case studies, how other people are using it is very different than someone reaching out saying, Hey, I'd like to meet with you. And it's a, you know, more of an aggressive email yep. trying to schedule time. And it doesn't look, pro- you know, it's as a professional as an email can be, that's not done by marketing um, with all these nice graphics. So I find they're very different and they serve very different things. And as a buyer myself, I love to get the content from companies and I know it's very different than someone reaching out to pitch mm-hmm. to me.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. And, um, but uh, I'm curious too, uh, you mentioned earlier you guys use, I think you said Oracle, right? And Salesforce, the leaders in the space, if you will. But MarTech, obviously, has grown and grown. I'm sure we've all seen the Scott Brinker chart, 4,000 companies. Yes, yes. It's It's huge. It blows me away. Super (laughs) overwhelming. Yes. Um, But how do you, sort of a CMO, decide which technology you're going to use? Because there's so many out there. It's like you you can have, I mean, you sort of like pick your poison almost. How, How do you, what's sort of your philosophy?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I use a lot of the technologies multiple times. So at DocuSign, we had a pretty healthy tech stack. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of those that showed value, we use again at MongoDB. But I do try and take a a vendor call once a week at Mm -hmm. least, if not more, 30 minutes just to understand. I go to conferences. I do go and look at the demos. I talk to colleagues, see the value that they're doing. And I do a lot of pilots. And so, I mean, we've got several and and we you know i look across the funnel where we need you know hey we need to do better website optimization we need better personalization okay we're working with demand base we're working with captora we're working with optimizely and Visible and mm-hmm. you know a bunch of things on our web properties and then i need to append information so we're social one two three and we've got discover org and we've got inside view and I mean, it, the list goes yeah. on from a pen standpoint. And then it's, you know, we've got Eloqua for the nurturing. Uh, and then the social side, there's so much more there. We've got Sprinkler in there to understand, you know, the conversations and to be able to respond. We have 60,000 mentions a month. So we've gotta be able, we <laughs> yeah. do our best to respond, but without yeah. some sort of tool to help us hone in on the ones that need immediate response, it's unwieldy, uh, it's impossible to, to keep up on it. And we use things like Insightful for the social nurturing and awareness. Um, and then for our customers, we've gotten Fluidive. And so we have a ton of these tools that are helping different uh, groups. But you know, I'll, I'll do a, a first meeting and then I'll have our head of systems evaluate if it makes sense from integration and, and if under the coverage it's really Technically, going to do what we need, and mm-hmm. then I'll have the head of demand gen, uh, Megan Gill, will review. And you know, she's got a set budget. Is this worth what she? You know, based yep. on what she's trying to do for whatever sales team needs to be focused on, is this going to help her do that? Does she think it's going to help her, and have her evaluate?
0: It's a coordinated team effort. I'm sure it that is. makes the yes. decision that much, yes. you know, easier yes. and, and more powerful. So, yes. um, well, fantastic. Uh, Megan, I think one final question here. Um, what's sort of your biggest takeaway from the conference? I know it's sort of a little early here, I guess Wednesday morning. Yes. Um, but what have you sort of seen? What will you sort of take back to your team and say this was sort of what uh what Sirius was saying?
1: Yeah, so um, the first day they had an executive um, half day with a lot of CMOs and VPs of marketing. And um, I, would you know, Brian Carden, who was at Forrester and and Mm -hmm. then Eloqua and then Lattice Engines and now Fuse. I always learned something. He was speaking, and he one he did a lot about metrics and and as a CMO what you should be looking at your CAC and you know cost for acquisition and lifetime value and he went through really the numbers on that. Uh, and then he also talked about something that I thought was really interesting. As they went for funding this year, they got a pretty big round in February. It was like 100 million or something. And this <laughs> this climate, that's impressive. Yeah, for sure. And he actually did precision targeting on the VCs. Wow. So he, oh my God targeted the VCs, there's 20 people at each of them. He did email marketing, social media, uh, ads, you name it. And so when they came in, they already knew the business and they already, um, you know, they even had an impression that the business was much larger than it actually was. Mm. And so how how he was very successful at doing that. So that's definitely was a takeaway that when you go in, of course you need to market these people and educate them and get them through their buying cycle with you to invest in your company. So I love that. And I'd sent a bunch of, um, emails out one to the our CFO, uh, and then one of the other talks um, was from a head of sales and I'm, I'm blanking on his name but I think it was Tom Schultz uh, and he talked a lot about from the sales standpoint and productivity and that's a big number for us sales productivity for our reps is a very good indicator of how successful you are in the market and he had was using a serious decisions model with uh-huh. a quadrant really looking at the four areas of time that your reps are spending and a lot and you know when they're not selling that in some ways is a waste of time. So what can you do to minimize the overhead for Hmm. them? And how do you measure that and keep on top of that? And so he had some really cool models um, that I took pictures of the slides and sent it onto um, my CRO.
0: Perfect answer for this marketing podcast. You got the marketing side and the sales side. That's so, those are both so great. And the marketing one is so interesting. It's like how, where else can we use marketing that we haven't been before? It's sort of like, my like, brain is going crazy internal comms you know, the comes, possibilities yeah exactly onboarding there's, we there's do use so it many. now for onboarding yeah. of employees uh, we're
1: nurturing them to automate some of that yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool so
0: so cool awesome well uh, Megan how can our listeners find out more about you and about MongoDB
1: ah well MongoDB is at mongodb.com we've got a great twitter um, handle to follow I'm at M. Eisenberg so you can always follow me on twitter and of course I'm on linkedin and all the other social channels
0: fantastic well uh, thank you so much for joining me today I really appreciate Welcome.
1: it I'm happy to do it
0: and with that i hope you've enjoyed this episode to find out more about b2b nation's marketing edition check us out on soundcloud itunes or twitter let us know your thoughts on this format and if you'd like to hear more episodes like it thanks for listening